This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.38, you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we've been talking about local cinema, actually, because as part of our Medeka series, we spoke to local filmmaker Deepak Kumar Menon um, and essentially asked him what his hopes for Malaysia were. So we've also been asking you, what are some of your favourite local films? What would you like to see Malaysian filmmakers explore? Keep them coming, some great ideas already. You can call 77332900. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, let's get to the ideas. So, um, a continuation firstly, because earlier we heard from Siu Ng, uh, who mentioned Ops Lalang as well as um, Utusan, and uh, I guess really a film about journalism. Through, ta- through different time periods. I was very excited. It's almost like a... Dare I say it, a journalistic, a journalistic multiverse yes. kind of thing. Um, Why do you think through, I'm so excited? Exactly. Journey through Malaysian journalism and its perils. Um, so Ro says, I would like to see a movie centred around Ops Lalang, featuring a super cop who swoops in wearing a cape with Roundup on the back. <laughs> um, the visual of that alone. The visual of that alone, I think, is worth it. Does it make it worth the darkness? Because Rogue went quite dark He there. did go quite dark, yes. Um, but I think that would make a pretty cool poster or a meme at some point. Yes. We also have Elaine uh, going really in a very different direction, saying, will be nice to watch a movie about family relationships in various types of Malaysian families, celebrating diversity, promoting better understanding of the various cultures here. We're same, same, but different too. Wants and dreams of younger generations versus parents clashes. You know what that made me think about? Um, not 100%, but like a love actually kind of collection of stories that intersect um, and, and, you know, just look at different families and relationships. I'd love to see that in a local context. You know what excites me about your idea, Elaine, is the, the fact that it offers the possibility of not being stereotypical. And I think that that's so important because from the outside looking in, there is sometimes this perception of how people of uh, different cultures and backgrounds speak among themselves and then to other people of different backgrounds or how different families function. And on screen, um, at least, it is often inaccurate. You watch it and you're like, I I have never heard an aunt say that. I just, I can't imagine a a ninik saying that. I just, you know, no perception of it at all. And so uh, a movie like this, which is a little bit more intimate and homegrown, I think really offers the chance to break past those stereotypes. What would you like to see, Lynn? Um, What would you like to see Malaysian cinema take on? I've said this before. um, I'd like to see something interesting, uh, some... Some something interesting, high concept and genre heavy, but like A24. You know, mm. like my time traveling Masuri pitch, which I'm not <laughs> over. Uh, something like that, which offers the possibility of, you know, dipping into our history for some story, but also telling it in a way that's like, there isn't just the, the Hang Tua version of, um, you know, kind of, epic. It doesn't always have to be epic. It doesn't always have to be uh, a period piece. Instead, we could look at things in uh, yeah, a high concept way. I just want smart high concept. I think it'd be really fun. 
Well, I'm going in the opposite direction. Look, I just want more Malaysian films that do multiple things. But at this point, I think what I want is a rom-com. Like a proper, cute, Malaysian-set rom-com. I feel like I'm in the mood for that. Like an ada apa dengan cinta kind of thing. Oh, yes, yes. Um, because I would pay money for that. Yeah, that we, we don't have enough of them. Um, and I feel like it's such a... Uh, and I want it to be like really Malaysian, you know? Like people mm. speak the way we speak. They hang out in the places we hang out. I'd love to see more of those. Uh, do keep those thoughts coming. What are your favourite Malaysian films? What would you like to see... <clears throat> local filmmakers explore. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. It is now five forty two, um, and from film we're moving on to music because on today on Twitter we are asking: Do you worry that people will judge you for your music taste? Do you keep it a secret? So this came from a Twitter thread yesterday from uh, at Frinazha who basically opened up about this, her fear of others judging her for her taste, saying, I don't know about you, but one of my biggest fears is letting anyone listen to my music playlist. Any songs that sound good to my ears work for me, to be honest, but what if my choice of music turns them off? Because people say you can tell a lot about a person's personality by their music taste. And I mean, this is so relatable, partly because everybody has had this fear, if not about music, then about something else, right? Like a revelation of of a personal preference, personal pop culture preference sometimes that indicates something very deep and abiding about you that you're like, well, actually, not really. And but also, yes, kind of, and don't look at me anymore. Yeah, and, and it can be tough, right? Because if you genuinely enjoy something and then you also feel like people might judge you for it, it's it's a little tough. Music, I think, in particular can be very personal because, um, and also I think people can be quite openly vehement or dismissive of things they don't like, right? And this can be generational. It can be like different groups think that you should only listen to different kinds of music. So I understand where this comes from. I think I've outgrown that kind of shame. I definitely used to feel it when I was younger. Now I'm like, I don't care if you don't like what I'm listening to. Today it's Disney. Tomorrow it's rock. It's fine. Um, but but I can understand where that sort of hesitation comes from. And then the tweets, I think, go uh, both ways. So, for instance, we have people like Snowfreesia who says, I don't care whether my friends like my songs. If you don't like the playlist in my car, then open the door and get out. Like I care. My car, my rules, lah. On the other hand, um, you have Fels who says, someone said my playlist is emo and they don't like it because they're a happy person. I get anxious whenever when anyone wants to listen to my playlist ever since. And, you know, that one really bums me out because you can be a perfectly happy person and listen to an emo playlist. I don't think the two things are connected. No, and, and this is exactly why I think people feel like music is personal, right? Because they're like, oh, if you listen to emo music, is that because you're emotional all the time? Uh, you know, which may not necessarily be the case. Case, we have we have Jim Joff saying sometimes when a colleague or someone I'm not very close to sits in my car, I'll skip certain songs to jug an image. <laughs> um, you know, the danger there is that if you're not fast enough, it looks even worse because then you jump to skip the song, but the start of whatever it is that you're embarrassed of has already begun to play and now people know you care. And then that, I think, is actually worse than just letting the song play. Um Fiza says, music is very personal and intimate for me. I'd rather listen to anyone else's song than my own. And I think that is another one where you actually pass the... I don't know if people do the aux cable anymore, if it's all Bluetooth or what have you. But the point is where you pass the aux cable and say, yeah, actually, 
it's fine. You you play the playlist. I I would rather do that than open up my Spotify and you know show what I'm listening to. I think I can only do this if it's not like a six-hour road trip because six hours is too long to have to listen to someone else's music exclusively, especially if it's really not within your wheelhouse of the things you enjoy. I've done that. <laughs> I I mean, as you can tell, I don't think I've fully come back. Um, no disrespect to people who love country music, but five <laughs> plus hours of country western is is really not something I can do. I've um, done three hours of death metal. Ah, mm. ah. So you get it. You yeah. understand. Um, we also have, let's see, Melvin who says, I used to be scared and embarrassed to let people listen to my playlist, especially if they're playing in my car. But these days, I just let my passengers listen to Eurovision and Latin songs because I'm the driver. I get to control the radio. <laughs> well, Sad XY says, good riddance if people don't like my playlist. That means we can't vibe. Uh... It's Android Wolf, though, with a rather poetic take. And this is why I just don't share my music playlist with anyone. Most of the time, the music I listen to literally describes myself in a way. So unless I'm really comfortable of myself with you, I'll pretend I didn't listen when you asked for my playlist. That's actually such an interesting point, right? Because it, it's so indicative of how in maybe the course of 30 years or so, the way people listen to music has changed. Because when I was growing up, I listened to what my parents listened to. I don't think they were necessarily embarrassed or thought that it indicated something about their emotional state, that everyone in the house heard the same song. Uh, so this has a lot also to do with the ability to curate and like craft that playlist and keep it to different moods. Yes, uh, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. Firstly, I am a firm subscriber of... If you are not driving, you have to ask really nicely if you want to change the sound in mm -hmm. the car, the vibe in the car. I, I feel very strongly about this. Ask. Don't simply grab the phone. Don't simply jab at the buttons. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. I think that if you're the driver, you really do get to choose. Um, the second thing is, I think that this is one of those interesting times where it's worth looking at apps as um, social media as well. Because of course, for a time, every single app on your phone insisted on having, actually it's still the case, a share function. With the assumption being that you would want to treat everywhere like a public profile, like it's your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever. And I think with something like Spotify, this is an example where it cuts both ways because I'd rather not have a public profile on Spotify at all. It's really just there for me to use. But I also know people who treat it... Um, who are Spotify influencers in their own way, who curate a number of playlists, who very proudly share it. So yeah, it's just an interesting one. Well, we'd love to hear from you. We are talking about this because a tweet went viral about uh, being slightly embarrassed uh, to share your music with others for fear of being judged. Let us know. Do you judge people for their music taste? Do you worry that people judge yours? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note. This is also an opportunity to maybe, I don't know, sing us the music that you enjoy. Uh, you can send us a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this for your messages. But in the meantime, speaking of music, here's Joan Jett and the Black Hearts with I Love Rock and Roll, BFM 89.9. Building Fit Malaysians. BFM 89.9. It's 5.53. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And uh, we've been spending the last hour talking about film and music. So on today on Twitter, we were discussing a viral tweet that talked about being 
uh, embarrassed sh- to share your musical taste or your playlist with people because you might be judged. So we'd like to hear from you. Do you judge people for their music taste or do you worry that people might judge yours? You can call 77332900. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. And earlier on in the show, we were discussing Malaysian film after speaking to a Malaysian filmmaker. And so we've been asking you for your uh, favourite local films, but also what you'd like to see Malaysian filmmakers explore. Keep those thoughts coming as well. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. We have this on Music Tastes. So uh, let's start with Stephen, who says, Once I was playing indie songs in my car and my friend judged me for it and connected their phone to my stereo and played Taylor Swift's Red album. I should have thrown them out. Why Red? It was top hit album at the time and the songs were everywhere. Yeah, I'm judging that album now. <laughs> I mean, harsh. A little bit harsh, a bit I have harsh. to say. Yes, just a tad. <laughs> um, although this is such a, it's such a time warp because I think Considering the direction that Taylor Swift's, I mean, by no stretch of the imagination can we call her an indie artist, but uh, considering the direction that her music has taken, it, it will be a while, I think, before anybody goes, the the real dichotomy is between indie and Taylor Swift. I mean, Bon Iver, surely the, the bridge, and then that's already been done. So, um, yeah, I, it, this feels very much like an early 2000s or 2010 kind of situation. So the overplaying, though, I can identify oh, with, yeah. I think. I think sometimes you don't actually have a problem with the song in particular, but you're just kind of tired of it being everywhere all the time and then having to sit in a car and having to listen to it again uh, or a bunch of songs again can get a little bit much. Uh, Rose says, my ears are the pathway to my soul, which is not racist. So please be prepared to hear everything from classic Mandarin to the Bee Gees on my, and I'm just going to say it, cassette player. Yes, I still play them too on the radio. I listen to BFM. So uh, Ro, I mean, firstly, fantastic, classic Mandarin, Bee Gees, all good. Cassette player, what car is this? I'm so intrigued. I mean, I'm so intrigued by this lo-fi life that Rose living. Um, I know. Also because I actually genuinely love cassette players and cars. It's one of those things that I think just reminds me of um, how, you know, the, the challenges of rewinding and forwarding. If you don't like a song, you can't just skip. You either have to sit through it or you have to like forward and stop at the right time really teaches you a great internal clock. It really does. So you need mm. to like kind of know how long that song you don't like is. Uh, we have Zuyang saying, I love sharing my music in hopes that I find kindred spirits. But yeah, I do judge people based on their music. But in my car, only BFM is allowed. Until Pera, at least. We're working on it. We are, <laughs> I promise. I know the Pera boundary is so real. But yeah, um, I, I love the idea of uh, hoping to get kindred spirits. So... In my experience, kindred spirits often exist over um, only one song or one artist. Like, I haven't found it for an entire playlist. It's more like, oh, you love this song too. Or, oh, I remember this person. And then the next song comes on and, and it's like, oh, okay, we're very different people. I've shared kindred mu- kindred music spiritship. I'm just going to make that up. Um, with genres, I think. Um, yeah. Like, oh, you know, do you like this particular genre? Uh, not so much a playlist, you're right. Because that can actually vary wildly between people. Um, let's see, we have... Meezy saying, I don't mind people knowing my playlist. Sometimes we get to meet like-minded soulmates, whatever their age, gender or background. Also a good conversation opener. I do love rock and roll every now and then. 
it is a good conversation opener, although um, it, it's kind of a sad thing. If somebody were to ask me about music now, and I've said this before, I listen so much more to podcasts that sometimes I have to remind myself to listen to music. I don't know if I'm in a minority. Uh, Vincent says, for those who judge other people's music, do they think everyone loves their list? <laughs> I like the tone. And you know, the truth probably is no, not really. So I don't think, in all fairness, I don't think that the the people who judge expect other people not to judge. It's kind of part and parcel. Um, it's just that it's it's, I think it has more to do with boundaries and space. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can judge. But the point is, this is my thing and, and this is what I'm listening to. Very quickly, we have Amelia saying, I used to feel so self-conscious about the music I listened to when I was in my 20s that I'd get anxious when other people were in the car with me. I care a lot less now, but I'm still not sharing my Spotify wrap-up with anyone anytime soon. That I agree. I do not need people to see that I was listening to emo rock the most or Bollywood music the most or one particular singer the most. That I will not share. Might give you a good sense huh, of what your year was like. like also, how I just confessed it on air. I'm not sure why, but but yes, how happy um, or sad your year was. Uh, so when when I was younger, I did the same thing. I just tossed a phone at people and said, you choose. <laughs> Keep those thoughts coming. We are talking about uh, whether you judge people by their music tastes or um, whether you judge people. Uh, are you afraid people will judge you? We're also asking you what you'd like to see Malaysian filmmakers explore. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or voice note us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.